HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Austin East Ciders. For more information, visit their website at austineastciders.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. How's it going, Southern? Pretty good, man. It's been a long week. Yeah? But, uh, what have you been doing? Did you go camping or something? Man, I wish. Uh, no, just the usual work stuff at Amori Margo, and then uh, we had a book signing with Karen Newman for oh, the yeah. book Shakespeare Sip, which was a great success. Then I went over to Philly for a USBG event uh, where I talked about bitters and scotch whiskey with Nicola Risk. And then I took uh, yesterday was my day off, and now here we are. Back to work. Back to work. Now, this is no work, though. Uh, we take it seriously. You take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you had such a productive week. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get Heavy to Heavy is the head that wears the crown. That is true. All right. So, speaking of, let's get to our guest. Tess Mix. Hello, you, hello. You, hello. Welcome. <laughs> How have you not been on the show yet? Um... Uh, I think because maybe I usually am did on the also, other side of the stick. Did you also have a long week? Uh, actually, not really. I spent last weekend up in Vermont, where I'm from, uh, pressing apples for hard cider on one of my second presses. We did it last year as well, trying a few different strains of yeast to see how that goes. And the foliage was on fire. Literally, the mountains were oh, shit. exploding with color. It was pretty epic. So um, I thought you were saying they were literally on no, Literally no, means figuratively count. now. Literally, <laughs> it, means, right. it means figuratively. It means both. It's I'm, great. It's like bad. I'm pretending to be a millennial. That's so bad. Is that, what does that mean? That's good. Uh, I don't know. That's no, but it was not literally, but figuratively uh, on fire. It was amazing. And um, so pretty low key, actually. It was great. Yeah. And nice. it's only Wednesday. Nice. I, uh, I've never been to Vermont. So you lived in Vermont. I lived in Vermont. I lived, I cooked, I taught uh, culinary at the New England Culinary Institute. It's like part of Canada, right? Basically, <laughs> basically. Uh, when you enter Montpelier, the, the sign is in both uh, English and French. Bienvenue à Montpellier. Welcome oh. to Montpelier. Oh, nice. Do you think you've overshot it? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, okay, so 
I think I, I think that's amazing. Uh, I I just found that out about you uh, right before we went on air. What you mostly do, I and mean, you're you're not a professional cider producer yet. No, not yet. Not but yet. I hope to someday. Yeah. Professionally produce cider. Uh, but what takes up most of your time? Uh, so most producing of my time. Producing other things. Yes, yeah. producing other things. Different kind of production. Uh, I run uh, a company called Legit Productions mm-hmm. with my best friend from childhood uh, named Julia Purcell. And Legit Productions was born out of our desires to do something more creative um, than what we were doing. We both graduated uh, during the Great Recession of oh, yeah. the last decade and uh, both kind of felt like we were in limbo and then ended up doing this. And what JIT actually stands for, uh, contrary to popular belief, is actually uh, Julia, Ivy, and Tess. Oh. Um, much like you, I am a twin. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! Creepy. <laughs> know, super creepy. <laughs> uh, and uh, Julia and Ivy and I have been best friends. We were like, we were a trio. And so um, Ivy was already starting to skyrocket uh, in the bartending industry when Julia and I decided to put this together. Uh, and that kind of led us into doing, basically led us into uh, showcasing the spirits and hospitality industry, uh, was sticking with her and continuing our story as a trio. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and you've produced, you've produced lots of like short films in all yeah. in all sorts of arenas, but the ones that we know and are most familiar with are the ones of like us and our ilk, yeah. making drinks or making fun of ourselves or whatever. A little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that I really That's like the job <laughs> about the about this industry and why I like to document it and be part of it as much as I do is the fact that people who are good at it, in my opinion, don't take themselves too seriously. Sure. And I like to keep that level of. I don't know, levity (laughs) Uh, in what I do as well. I want to have fun all the time. And there's a reason why your guys' industry is expanding so fast. It's because people want to be part of it. It's Mm -hmm. fun. And not just because you're drinking all the time. It's because it's good people and people who care about people. That's why you're behind the bar all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's... Well, we sure sure as hell wouldn't be on the radio today if it, it, you know, wasn't that way in, in our industry. And I think it's really cool to document that in the way you are too. Um, I know that you you do a lot of uh, branded work. Um, you've done stuff with like Chivas and, and uh, uh, Woodford Reserve. I was in and, one for Campari for Negroni oh, yeah. Week two years ago. Yeah, still being used that video uh-huh. by uh, by Imbibe. Yeah, for Negroni Week uh, we did we do this stuff with pretty much every major portfolio uh we do stuff with a lot of stuff with Panora card um stuff with william grant and sons diageo uh bacardi um smaller brands as well do a lot of stuff with uh, just had an awesome trip uh, a few months ago down to panama with 86 for Kanye brava it was a blast those videos are going to be releasing pretty soon they are cinematic af they're beautiful. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. You can anything. swear on this show. They're cinematic as fuck. As fuck. Uh, yeah, they're beautiful. Um, it's fun to be able, you know, the other great thing about spirits is that they're made all over the world. So yeah. I've gotten to travel to some pretty amazing places to document what these things are and how, what they do yeah. and everything. But yeah, so we work with all sorts of different people on that level, but also commercial work. Um, ranging from uh, more commercial work such as Imbibe Magazine, which uh, while it's a print uh, expedition, what they do is a lot of, they're trying to branch out more into more digital work 
And we've also been doing some really great stuff of expanding ourselves into more of a marketing-focused company. Uh, we recently have been working in upstate New York to market their craft distillers. So we've been working with I Love New York, which has been awesome <laughs> and crazy, uh, but also doing a lot of things of where my business partner and best friend Julia is from, which is the Thousand Islands. And it's a really funny region because it's literally a thousand islands that I've been going there since I was 10. Uh, but there's now all these like w- like vineyards appearing and cool. distilleries and you know this whole thing that we have in these urban places is expanding. And while they don't necessarily have a great concept in their small rural areas of what they're producing, we're trying to market that to the general craft consumer and uh, taking our knowledge of, you know, major companies and bring that to a more uh, small town feel, which is kind of perfect to mold together who I think I am <laughs> as a person. That's great. <laughs> um, you know, I was wondering, like, so that, like you were saying, uh, you, you get to travel to all these places that you might not have gotten a chance to travel to or had any reason to travel to. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I, I want to travel everywhere. I, I don't have a reason to. I just other than want to. But <laughs> I'm like, so, I'm still, I'm still the opposite. Like, I'd rather just kind of stay home. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that before too, right? Like, I've barely been anywhere. I mean, I've been all over this country. Yeah. I lived in 13 states as an adult. That's crazy. So that is crazy. I have not experienced. Well, I have because of my involvement with speed racks, seen much more of the United States than I have seen previously. But uh, basically, I. I my knowledge of the U.S. is not as strong as I wish it was. Mm. Yeah. But, like, getting into the the industry, like the mm-hmm. spirits industry and the food industry, the the way that you have, I mean, it's it's kind of, it, like, to me it's really cool. And it, it, it it's a great way to experience, like, being a part of this community, like the, the industry, without actually, like... But you're also, like, you docu- don't have to, you're documenting it. You're, yeah. you're holding... Like it, it, the eventuality is that you'll have this portfolio that's sort of a yeah. visual history, and you don't have to like cut anyone off or count money at the end of the night when you're wasted, <laughs> or cut yourself. Or <laughs> well, I know, but I also found myself in, in funny situations because of the fact that I spend so much time with people in this industry. That I'll be in a bar somewhere and it's like, oh, Tess, you're here. Oh, we're out of Campari. <laughs> can you can you go to you know, it could be at Leanda, you know. It's like, can yeah. you go down and see Damon? Can you grab a bottle of, you know, Campari? Because we're out. It's like, oh, sure. Because I'm going to be the person <laughs> who can do that, right? Or, oh, the bar back is MIA for some reason. Go go get something from, go get some ice. You know, I can do all those things because I'm not going to break it. Right. Uh, but, yes, I'm very happy I don't have to count the money at the yeah. end of the night. I mean, it's, just, it's, you know, it's funny from one twin talking to another identical twin. Creepy. It's It's... It's the same way with my brother. Like, my brother is in Seattle right now, kicking around, and, uh, like... Can you feel him? Is that what you're about to say? Well, no. I'm I'm just saying, like, uh, he's out there, and he's hanging out with a bunch of my friends that he's, like, never met before that are in the bar industry, but Mm. he kind of gets... He he gets, like, carte blanche. He gets to, like, go and hang out at these places, like, skip the line if he has to, whatever. Like, he he gets treated like he's in the industry because of the fact that we're twins, and he does know a lot about it um i've had him behind two of my bars um and uh it's really funny and creepy it's just fun mm-hmm. um but uh but it's it's kind of like a, like a, a pat like a like a hall pass into an industry without doing yeah, that and it's like a different you're inducted set. by proxy like yeah and it's like it's like well our uh jack Inslee, the original oh yeah producer for this radio station we talked about 
the same thing with him when he was on. He has since left to uh, open up a new radio station in Washington D.C. Um, but we're talking to him on like one of his last weeks here. He yeah, we was had him on, on the show. Guest, yeah, and he was saying that there's no way he would ever have gotten to experience all these great bars and restaurants had he not gotten into. He's a radio, radio. producer, and he said, "He said, well." When Heritage Radio Network started, I didn't know anything about food or drink, and he's like, now I'm kind of a now he's like a, an expert, an expert. Yeah. A gourmand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. You're like you're like behind the scenes all the time. Yeah, I think, and I then think, creating the scenes. Yeah, I think so. I think that was kind of. I mean, on that note, you know, by proxy, yeah, um, but also. You know, Ivy and the huge success that she's had uh, in the industry has been awesome, and it's definitely benefited legit productions like no way around Absolutely. that. Um, but it's also been really great to have independently uh, made a na- name for ourselves in this yeah, industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, a great example of that is the work that I've done with the Cocktail Apprentice program at Tales. Yeah. Uh, Working with them, becoming part of that family, and we, we basically get down there, we film them for twice in two days probably a total of having them available for maybe eight hours altogether and we have to turn around and edit in two to three days and it has to be completely scripted stylized it can't just be like some little sizzle video and when you do that with a group of people uh, it's an amazing thing to become part of that community um and that's really been a huge expansion for us outside of of my sister which is kind of funny because when she's down there you know the caps are like this insular little group and then we become part of that insular little group yeah they're tight-knit those guys oh yeah i mean it's great i love it i think it's great um but it's nice to to realize that now with the few years that we've really been taking off that we're doing work that is uh that's independent but also as you're saying like really documents what this industry is we've been documenting this for a while now and we have more content of more bartenders doing more things than I mean, I don't think anybody has that. Than any footage. one single source, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have terabytes upon terabytes of, of backup footage of all sorts of stuff, and it'd be fun. I mean, we've have this been talking about this for a while about making a blooper reel of all the mess oh, ups yeah. of oh, all yeah. the people <laughs> because it's so good. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Shaker ten like comes apart. Yeah. And yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, so that uh, we didn't even talk about how long you've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. How, how how far back yeah. does this go? How long is legit and the, or how how uh, how long has legit been running and when was it founded or is it kind of like a nebulous date that just kind of like came into fruition? Just- well, it's not really a nebulous date. Uh, basically, as I said, you know, economy crashed. Uh, I moved into New York City after college and got a job working for my mother actually in high end interior design. And okay. it was great because I was doing set design and that. And I was also went to school to be an actress. And I was doing some of that, which was awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I always got cast as, like, the sultry mistress who, you know, was abused as a youth. And now she's, like, a drug addict and a huge slut. Always. Always got cast as that person. I don't know. <laughs> Typecasting. <laughs> no kidding. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Pigeonholed. It's, it's the kind of thing you'd win an Oscar for. But when you're just doing, like, mediocre films, it's just sad. <laughs> Um, so my friend Julia, my business partner, gives me a call and she's like, I'm, you know, I'm a producer or I'm an associate producer, not a PA. I'm an AP and I'm running around getting fucking coffee for people. Oh man. And she's like, this sucks. I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties and I still work for my mother. I feel like I'm a loser. (laughs) And she's like, we should just quit everything and start our own company. I was like, yeah, 
And we hang up the phone. She texts me three minutes later, and she's like, we'll call it legit. It's like perfect. Because ever since we were kids, we were calling everything JIT for Julia, Ivy, and Tess. I was like, that's perfect. And so that was really the beginning. Uh, and what really actually led to, you know, we, we did a project went down to Haiti uh, right after the, a year, exactly a year after the earthquake and filmed a documentary down there. And we were trying to like play around, but Julia was still living in Portland, Oregon. We were like a company, but I still had my job. She still had her job. It wasn't really a real thing. Yeah, and um, that's real. That's the hustle part. That's yeah, you have to do more than one thing yeah. to make the thing you want work. And then I went to the Spirited Awards uh, at Tales of the Cocktail with Jim Ryan, the just recently no longer uh, brand ambassador of Hendrix Gin, and my boyfriend. And Wait, I still your boyfriend, still my boyfriend. Okay, yeah. Six years, <laughs> that, six years. That sounded like both those things ended together. No, no, job ended, girlfriend stayed. <laughs> You're like, uh, no more free gin? All right. I know. You're no, out. No more you. <laughs> no more you. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, I went to the awards, and they were really long and boring. And I decided that I was going to try to get a hold of Simon Ford and say, you know, what you should do is make some videos or something to break up the monotony. Like, the only people who care about themselves speaking are the people who are speaking. Everybody wants the award. But... If you haven't won, like no one wants to hear your three five minute speech, right? So I was like, yeah. so how do we break up the break up the monotony? And so I went and I met up with him at Flatiron Lounge in Manhattan, with him and my sister was there, and so was Jamie Gordon. And he said, "That's a great idea. Let's do it." So it was really Simon who kind of greenlighted my introduction uh, into the industry. What year? What tales was that? That was two thousand and eleven. Wow, awesome. Yeah, yeah, because those films that that yeah, break it up is one thing. Liven it up, yeah, they definitely make a difference at that show. Yeah, yeah, like, they do. They they energize the room over and over throughout the whole ceremony. That's a blast. I mean, we have. I mean, that's the kind of thing we're talking about having fun with the industry. I mean, we did a video, one of our best, and this is from our first years. We did this video with Dominic Venegas from San Francisco, now from New York. Oh, is that the one where he he does the? It's, he does the speed bar mm-hmm. up against Willie Shine doing the, oh my God, that's, I cry laughing when I watch that. <laughs> yeah. And it's a classic, you know, it's funny. <laughs> and it's like, it's ultra funny if you know the people because, I mean, Dom should be the slow bartender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you don't know the people and that's not relevant, it's still like, oh, I get it. Funny. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, and we have a lot of fun doing that. You know, we had a, a dan- um, break line, well, no, drum line meets, whatever video um where we had you know like a, basically a bartender off that involved like you know break dancing with cocktails and that was a <laughs> blast to do you know smoke machine and matching costumes and i mean come on it's, it's ridiculous it's so much fun nice right that's the thing i don't think i've ever seen one of your videos that that didn't look to me like i would enjoy it if i if i was a total outsider to this world it, it's still entertain entertaining without having to be what you said before, insular. It doesn't have to be. I don't, you don't have to be part of this clique to understand what these videos are about. They're definitely entertaining. And totally, fun. totally entertaining. They have a lot of value. So we should take a quick break. Indeed. And while we're doing that, the listeners should go to legitproductions dot com and watch a video, and then we'll be back in a moment. Yeah, Yay. it's l e j i t productions dot com. All right, legit, we'll perfect. Legit. <laughs> back in a moment. Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Taxstar, and this track is called Third Degree Rug Burns. 
Are you an East Sider? We live on the east side of town. Our shipping container studios are at Roberta's in Bushwick, across the East River, separating New York City and Brooklyn. In all my recent travels, it seems like the east side of town is the cool side of town in cities across the country. East Nashville is full of musicians and weird bars. The up-and-coming neighborhood around 8th Street in D.C., on the east side, is overflowing with exciting food and nightlife. The best hidden spots and funky artists in New Orleans are... In the Marinian Bywater, which, yup, is the east side of town. So, as east siders, we love drinks that represent our values. And nothing is more fitting than a cool, refreshing can of Austin East Ciders. That's East Cider with a C. As the name implies, it is cider, and it's handmade on, you guessed it, the east side of Austin, Texas, using bittersweet and bittersharp cider apples. Cider apples are full of tannins, adding astringency and complexity of flavor to every sip. Austin East Ciders uses a mixture of European and Pacific Northwest apples to achieve ultimate flavor. Austin East Ciders is available in a few different variations, including original flavor, Texas honey, and two new additions, hopped and pineapple. Here at Heritage Radio, we love Austin East Ciders with some ribs, pulled pork, and even pizza, especially Roberta's Pizza. You can find out more at austineastsiders.com. And remember to hashtag East Ciders to show your East Side pride. You can also find Austin East Ciders on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Speakeasy. And today in the studio, we have the lovely Tess Mix. We've been talking about legit productions, and so we've kind of gotten up to the, this point with how it started and the content that you produce and provide. Uh, what's next for legit? Ooh, great question. For, uh, for well, yeah. let's see. Let's we'll start with legit, and then we'll talk about me. Uh, one thing <laughs> that that we're trying to do a little bit more of is, um, you know, it's been great because we are so involved in this industry, so we have yeah. a lot of connections on the you know, friendly buddy, buddy side, you know, like, Hey friends, like you guys are my friends and that's awesome. But there's also the side of things of where I watch other content that these big, massive like production houses, these creative agencies are doing. And I'm like, cringeworthy. They're shit. They're bad. And I'm like, why the amount of money and time and energy that is wasted on creating things that don't work for an industry I just feel like I should be doing all of it. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course I would like to be, but, um, but yeah, my, our next thing is kind of to re- be reaching out to these creative agencies and saying, listen, you guys do great work. You're not hitting the nail on the head here. <laughs> you know, like we know these people, we know this industry. We also know visuals, you yeah. know, without this industry involved, we do this stuff all the time. So why don't, you know, why don't you save the time and the money and the legal fees that they're going through because we already know the legality of all this stuff. Just hire us. And I mean, I want to start doing, you know, TV spots. We've been doing, we've done a few. Sort of staking your claim as the the authority in this arena. Exactly. I want to, exactly. And I think we are, and it's just trying to get that little, get in that way because if there's one thing that's difficult, it is, uh, it's PR, PR people, PR people are difficult. So, uh, trying to get in there is, uh, not always the easiest, but that's like kind of one way we're trying to go. Uh, we're also I also just feel like there's so many things that I've seen, videos that I've seen where the video looks great, slick, smooth, whatever, all that. The content looks really nice, but then the actual 
I guess I used the wrong word, the content is the problem, where they're like making a cocktail and obviously butchering the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Looks great. It's a great looking video, but, you know, just terrible. And I feel like you have enough people on your side that would be like, no, 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 that doesn't belong in there. Don't do that. Do it like this. Oh, I mean, all the time. Yeah, like continuity. You have, a, you have like a, a built-in system of continuity that's yeah. got your back at all times. Be like, no, no, don't do that. Well, all the time, you know, we'll work with a new editor or something, and they'll say, oh, here's this rough cut. And I'll say, well, how come the garnish is happening, like, right after the ice? I'm like, well, because it's, you know. Because it looks pretty. It looks pretty. And yeah, I'm like, wrong. yeah, that's not, that's not the way that it works. I mean, yes, it looks great. But that's, you know, like, we'll, we'll work around that. Uh, and there's this other thing. So, yeah, you, just, you, you guys watch it all the time. Or you see these ads for... <laughs> some of it is this bad um and i i want to try to you know bring a level of quality to the consumer now like i want to kind of move into consumer rather than just trade and that's what we're kind of looking at well absolutely i think what we do every day is educate our consumers so over and over again mm-hmm. we have a more and more educated consumer meaning that then these mistakes in these videos that i see aren't tolerated by the consumer either so it's like a it's a it's a miss all around uh, yeah, for you're pissing, sure. You're pissing off the professionals, and you're you're offending the consumer because the consumer knows better. They they're definitely starting to on a much. I mean, I, you mm-hmm. guys see this all the time. And uh, the next thing that we're trying to work on, which we're really excited about, um, and we're kind of in the process right now of developing it, is uh, you know, food is everywhere on TV because it's delicious. Cocktails and alcohol also delicious, and so we're looking to kind of pitch a series right now on this industry and really looking at the characters and the bars behind it and uh this is something that we're, we're working on right now there's not a lot developed on it right now but we're re- we, we're going to be working on a trailer teaser pretty soon here and we're hoping to get that to a level that we can basically have a video series documentative series that can allow people to see this industry for what it is much as say you know Mind of a Chef or Chef's Table mm-hmm. has done for the food industry. So that's fun. Rad. Rad. I love that show, by the way. Which one? Uh, uh, Mind of a Chef. Yes, very good. And Chef's, Chef's Table. You said them both. I love them both. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, Chef's Table, I mean, to talk about inspiration, I just went to Croatia and Slovenia, um, which was awesome. And I went to, I was going to go to Croatia, and then my mom was like, you've got to go to Slovenia, to Isa Franco from the episode of Chef's Table. I was like, oh, how far away could that be? It couldn't be so far. Three-hour drive from Zagreb, and I was like, done. Yeah, no so I went, I went to the hills of Slovenia to this amazing restaurant, which I probably would not have done if I had not seen that show. Right. And it would be great to have that same kind of in, like impact for sure. a bar. You know, It's like, oh, well, I happen to be in... Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> it's my always my go-to. Really nice. I don't know why. I always say Gary, Gary, Indiana. Never been. <laughs> Indiana. Good one, Gary, Indiana. But the Jackson Five are from there, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have a choice <laughs> or a thought. <clears throat> Walla Nebraska. Walla, Washington. <laughs> mm, good one. I like that. Yeah. That's a, a summer iteration. That was Bugs Bunny. Though. I can't yeah, do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's I mean that's what we're looking working on right now, which is fun. And uh, as far as what I've been up to. Oh, you know what else? Is, well, actually, i got to talk about one other thing, which is um, Speed Rack, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for all of you listeners out there, it is coming back for a sixth season. Wow. Which is insane. So what Ivy and Lynette have done there is just crazy. And having Cooper there with Double Barrel Consulting has been awesome. Uh, it's really fine-tuned at this point. It's kind of fun. Like, something always happens. It's an event where, like, 700 people show up, and there's a ton of alcohol involved. So something's always afoot. But it's also, 
kind of smoothing out. And uh, the camaraderie is really great, but also very serious. I mean, it's a big deal to win. Um, Huge. Yeah, it's sweet. It's, and it's so much fun. And uh, we're getting ready. November 14th will be the season premiere in Chicago. And uh, that's one thing that we've been really gearing up for. How, how many per season happen? We do eight, not including the finals. Uh, so the ninth city is you know, New York City, where we do the finals. And, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, we're condensing it a lot this year. Uh, last year we kind of had it spread out, and this year we're doing basically eight cities by, I think, mid-March. And we don't start until November, and then the next one is until... Yeah, it's like one November, New York is December, and then everything else is January through March. So it's tight, but it's so much fun. Massive charity. You generate tons of money for breast cancer research, um, and it's... Just so the listener understands what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. It's women who compete um, with speed bartending. Yeah, it's kind of like we, it's kind of like the, a rock and roll derby, you know, party of, of, uh, female, uh, bartenders getting the recognition and spotlight that they until recently haven't really seen. Absolutely. And also simultaneously kicking the shit out of breast cancer, which is the worst. Absolutely. So that's what uh, it's been really great to be able to be involved in that and also be able to meet these girls and showcase them as good as they are. Uh, and this is so much fun. I, I missed it. And I think that this season is going to be better than ever. And so hopefully it is. Yeah. Actually, if you want to, uh, you can go back to, in, to the archives of the Speakeasy and check out episode 60. Ooh, long time which ago. Aired on May 9th, 2012. And that's when we first had. The ladies of Speed Rack on to talk about it, right? Wow. Both, both Lynette and and Ivy, Lynette, Lynette Marrero and Ivy Mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ivy Mix I, being my twenty. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. Um, Super creepy. <laughs> I was going to say that every time you guys say twins. So you <laughs> twins for life. Just, I didn't know this about you. I've known you for some time, but I didn't know that you were uh, you're celiac. I am. And so that means you can't enjoy a beer with me right now, but you're having a glass of sherry. I but I hear you like cider. I love cider. Excited uh, about cider. What's up? Excited Tell about me cider. something about cider. What's that? What's that podcast? Uh, oh God, the Splendid Table. That's mm. that's that's like from the Splendid Table. Excited about cider. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I love cider. Uh, once I could no longer drink beer, which is a bummer. Uh, I got really into cider, and uh, one of my best friends in the entire world is also a celiac. His name is Piper. Uh, he's a bar manager over at the Great Bar, Bearded Lady, mm. uh, which is a super fun neighborhood spot with great drinks. Um, and my sister, Ivy, is also a celiac, so we got this trifecta of non-gluten. And it led us to as three people who really enjoy the bar and spirits and alcohol in general. What can we do with ourselves? So we decided to start researching ciders. And uh, it's great. I mean, talk about something that ex- has exploded like yeah. really recently. That's crazy. That that's a market I want to get into. I want to go start filming all these, you know, cideries and sure. stuff. Cuz apples are pretty. I mean, come on, it's like a win-win. It's a yeah. shoe-win. You know? <laughs> and you got leaves, you got pretty apples. You got I mean, come on. You yeah. probably got some like the process of crushing them or whatever. Probably, exactly. It's probably pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's gonna be pretty. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a romanticized like craft that I'm sure is beautiful at every step. Oh, yeah. I mean Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, making whiskey is beautiful, but the mash 
not pretty. Yeah, right. I've tried so many different places <laughs> to different be like lighting, different. You know, you're like, I make oh. this big giant thing of oatmeal look good. Yeah, you're, you're looking down in it and like the bubbles, and you're like, that's not ever. Like, can we show every step of the process? Like, no, I really don't think. <laughs> Anybody really needs to see that yeah. section yeah. of that it looks like a, a heap of gross. Whereas I think that cider, again, I mean, pretty red apples getting crushed. It's kind of sick and also awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's something that I want to do more of. But it's also my friends and I started a cider club. And I do have a dream of one day moving back up into the woods of Vermont and starting a cidery. And maybe moving into some apple brandies and stuff like that. Uh, Working with my sister to do that. I mean, it's kind of great. We kind of got the uh, famous bartender in in line, and we got the PR marketing girl right here. So the two of us combined just kind of push out some product. And we just need my friend Piper to come in and actually teach us how to do it all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it'll be fun. And you mentioned also you're going to maybe try and put together some sort of roving cannery yeah that's another thing that i'm working on i have a friend down in austin texas who started a because they have so many microbrews down there which is great i mean again circling back to the idea that the cocktail industry is, has exploded quality drinking in general has exploded mm-hmm. and i'm again there's like bad quality drinking and there's good quality drinking mm-hmm. but there's a lot of good quality drinking yeah and so my friend of mine down in texas started a canning thing uh, where he basically has bought the hardware to go to microbrews etc and go and can their beer cider whatever for them label it and package it because these machines are really expensive and i've gotten the idea to try to do something like that up here especially in new england in the tri-state area i mean particularly new england because there are so many people doing so many things and i kind of see that as that all like wrapping together into this world that i'm now in which is kind of you know you guys are there to do every day you guys serve people and then and i'm here to serve you yeah you know and i want to yeah. continue that so whether it's publicity wise or packaging wise to me it's all the same thing it's just furthering this industry in the best direction possible you are just the best yeah. <laughs> wildfire man like you got a lot of stuff on your plate nah i was Such i started this show off by saying how busy i am this week and now i feel like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I get my shit together. You're like on your second Budweiser. Right <laughs> yeah, well, gotta go to work. Um, gotta go to work after I, this. I'd be on my second bottle of sherry if I didn't have to go to a personal trainer at five. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to do it. I'm, I, your family is amazing. I've loved you two for the longest time. You're the best. Um, I still haven't met your dad yet, but that's another thing we could talk about, too. We should have your dad in the studio sometime. Dude. He's doing all this blowing glass stuff. He's making mixing glasses. Yeah. They're beautiful. I've seen some up close, seen all the different patterns and colors and stuff that uh, that have been posted. It's I like, didn't know this. I sell stuff at my bar. Oh, dude. I'll, I'll totally get you one. They're great. So, yeah, my dad's an amazing glass blower. He's doing punch bowls, mixing glasses, uh, punch glasses. Um, we're working on a few different things. He fits everything to fit uh, julep and hawthorn strainers, so they're, they're made to fit. And they're all custom. You can do custom colors. Uh, it's been awesome to get him into the industry, too. Cause it's like the three of us, you know, all different sides of it, you yeah, know, like so rolling cool. together. And uh, my mom has a joke that she wants to start doing cocktail napkins so she can be part of it all too. <laughs> she does do cocktail napkins, but I mean, there's this not, no one cares. People 
I <laughs> uh, care. We care. You, do you, right? you want to pay care. $16 for a cocktail napkin? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, if Grand Army's like, yes, well worth investment. <laughs> a nice serve that goes with that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Silver tray like they do at Maison, maybe with the martini and a nice yeah, cocktail. Or that, uh, that reserve cocktail section of the Nomad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. There you go. That's, That's where that I'll call goes. Leo. I'll be like, Leo. <laughs> Buy up. these napkins. Look it up. <laughs> but yeah, he's the he's the man. Uh, he's a very talented guy. Also a big skier, something that he and my sister and myself do all the time, which is a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, retail season is, is upon us at, at Amori Margo. Maybe I should get in touch with your dad and have him put some stuff on my shelves. I will make that happen. <clears throat> I'm his uh, de facto brand ambassador. Because <laughs> you don't have enough jobs. Oh, no. No, never. <laughs> the no. hustle is real, man. The hustle is real. It's true. Um, well, so much fun having you on the show today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah true honor, um, guys. It's so much fun to, I mean, it's weird to be, I'm usually behind the camera looking at you guys. I know. It's, it's, not, it's not often that it's I get to be the easiest job looking at us. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that's why we're on the radio. <laughs> um, but we're going to wrap up this show. Next week's show, we're going to have. Um, Everybody's favorite green booze, chartreuse. Tim Master is going to be on the show nice. talking to us about chartreuse, Carthusian monks, vows of silence, etc. <laughs> um, and then the following week is going to be Blaine Ashley, yep. uh, who's going to come on and talk to us about her new line, her own label. She's got her own label now of champagne, Baller. Um, which she is super excited about. So she's going to pop a bottle and pour some champagne for us on the air, and we'll talk about that and, so and her upcoming champagne week events that she does every year. Well, uh, enjoy your high octane next week, oh, guys. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be one, on fire. One ten. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again, Tess. Thanks, man. It's really oh, great guys, having you on the show. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week for the Speakeasy. Check out legitproductions.com to the, all the videos are amazing. Check it out. Um, and check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Till next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And that's it for the Speakeasy. Cheers, Cheers. guys. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.